I do that uh, while we were worshiping. I was watching uh, the, live fe- the live stream a little bit, and I saw a few of you click on during the live stream, and the Lord gave me just a couple of uh, prophetic words for a couple of people, so I want to start out with that this morning. And so first of all, um, Kathy Schirmerhorn, I saw that you clicked on and that you were watching this morning, and so I really feel like the Lord is just uh, speaking uh, this word to you that you are going to be one who ushers people into the kingdom of God. You're literally just going to take them by the arm and help them to cross that bridge to come into the kingdom. And so you have such a just a sweet way about you, and that that is what the Lord uh, I see doing in your life, that you are just going to be this person that uh, goes and meets people where they're at, and you have the ability to just usher them into the kingdom. So be encouraged in that. And um, Jerry May, I saw when you clicked on, the Lord really put in my heart that, um, that God's going to pour the gift of healing out in your life, that you're going to begin to pray for people and you're going to see people healed uh, right before your eyes to the glory of God. And so it'll be a witness and a testimony and many will come to the kingdom because you uh, were just obedient to the Lord to pray. So be encouraged in that this morning. Amen? Amen. Amen. Hey, listen, um, this morning's message is entitled A New Way Forward. And so, you know, we've never been this way before. We're experiencing things that we've never, ever seen before. And so there's going to be a new way forward. And so let's talk about that this morning. I want to start with Joshua chapter 3, verses 3 and 4. And it says this. It says, When you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God and the priests, the Levites, bearing it, then you shall set out from your place and go after it. Yet there shall be a space between you and it, about 2,000 cubits, that's about 3,000 feet by measure. Do not come near it that you may know the way by which you must go, for you have not passed this way before. We've not gone this way before. Listen, nobody's ever seen uh, this before. Nobody, I've never lived through a pandemic. I don't know if anybody uh, watching on live feed ever has. I don't remember one in our history. I certainly don't ever remember uh, NBA, NCAA, NHL, uh, Major League Soccer, you know, Broadway, Hollywood, all of these things, major film releases, all being postponed. Uh, we've never seen this before. Shut down, go home, work from home, kids school at home. Yeah, you know, we've never seen this before. We don't know what tomorrow will bring. We have no idea how long this is going to last. Uh, we're praying for a quick end, and I'm believing for a quick end to this, but hey, we've never been this way before. So let's be encouraged. And so in the story from the book of Joshua that we just read, they followed the Ark of the Covenant and they followed the Levites. And so in following them, they were following God. And so as we go out today, I mean, we're not going to go out, but we're going to stay home. As we stay home today and we go away that we've never been before, what's most important is that in all of this, we continue to follow God. We continue to follow God because He will guide us and He will lead us to the places that we will go. He will keep us safe at all times. He is for us and not against us. We do not have to fear. We fix our eyes on Jesus. We follow after God because he knows the way and he'll take us there safely. Isaiah 43, 18, 19 says this. It says, do not remember the former things nor consider the things of old. Behold, I do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth, shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. God is certainly doing something new. I want to be clear. I don't believe that uh, God caused this sickness, didn't cause this disease. 
But I do know that God works all things together for good for those who love God and are called according to his purposes, Romans 8, 28. And so no matter what situation we find ourselves in, God will make a way. He will turn all of this together for good. And so the one question I just keep asking myself is, God, what are you up to? God, what are you doing? And God, what can I do in the midst of this situation? And so um, if you see me looking around a little bit, there's only 10 people in the room. So I just want to make mention of that. I, do, I have a tendency to look at chairs. You know, we don't always do. Uh, we don't normally do live feed. But I want to make mention, there's only uh, the worship team and the production team. That's it. There's three people in the back doing production, the worship team that was here, my wife and I. So that's all the people that are in the room. So if you see me looking at the chairs, those are the only people that I'm looking at. Don't be jealous that you're not here. Nobody's here. <laughs> all right, back to the message. And so, God, what are you doing in this time? God, what are you doing in my life at this time? And God, what do you want me to do in this time? And so as we continue to seek him, we'll find our way forward. Haggai 2, 6 through 9 says this, For thus says the Lord of hosts, once more a little while, and I will shake heaven and earth, the sea and the dry land. I will shake the nations, and they, will, they shall come to the desire of all nations. They'll come to Jesus. And I will fill this temple with glory, says the Lord of hosts. The silver is mine, and the gold is mine, says the Lord. The glory of the latter temple shall be greater than the former, says the Lord of hosts. And in this place I will give peace, says the Lord. And so right now we find ourselves in quite a bit of shaking. The stock market, shaken. Sports world, shaken. Entertainment industry, shaken. Education system, shaken. The business world, shaken. Travel industry, shaken. The medical field, shaken. The gods of this world are being shaken. Everything's being shaken. Everything that we know is being shaken. Virtually every system in our world is being shaken or it's being strained to the max. But one thing is sure is that God is not shaken. God is not moved. God was not surprised. He wasn't surprised a week ago. He wasn't surprised today. He's not going to be surprised tomorrow. He saw all this coming and he has a plan. And as we draw closer to him, we will not be shaken. And so that's the whole goal, is that while we find ourselves in the midst of the storm, that we are not shaken. And so I want to encourage you this morning, don't be shaken. Acts 2, 25 through 28, it talks of David. It says, for David says concerning the Lord, I foresaw, I foresaw the Lord always before my face, for he is at my right hand that I may not be shaken. Therefore, my heart rejoiced and my tongue was glad. Moreover, my Flesh will also rest in hope, for you will not leave your soul in Hades, nor will you allow your Holy One to see corruption, for you have made known to me the ways of life. You will make me full of joy in your presence. And so here's some promises. Here's some promises from God. He is at my right hand. I've spent time with Him in the secret place. I will not be shaken because I've already spent time with the Lord. I will not be shaken. We can have joy. We can have joy in the midst of all of this because we know Jesus and because Jesus is in us. We can have words that are edifying. Listen, people are going to call you up in a panic. You know why? Because they know you have peace. And so they're going to call you up in a panic. But because you spent time with Jesus, you have words that can be edifying. And so edify people. We had somebody call us the other day. 
uh, call us or text us, one or the other. And um, they were like, uh, somebody that they had known had gone to two different stores and they couldn't find toilet paper and they were at a third store for toilet paper and there were 200 people in line. And so God gave us the, the words uh, to edify, right? It says, my tongue was glad. He gave us words to edify. And so we, we said back to them, we said, how many rolls of toilet paper do you need? We have plenty. And they were like, oh no, we don't need any. We were just looking to stock up. And so we were able to calm the situation. And so every time that a word comes, every time excitement comes, every time somebody comes and, and they're in a panic mode, pray and ask Jesus what we would share. Because our job in this time and in this day in this, and in this hour is to share the heart of Jesus and to share the peace that comes from God. Because that's what people need most. That's what people are hungry for most. And you only get that that peace, you only get those words in one place, and it's from fellowshipping with God, which I know that many of you in, in the body of Redeeming Love have been doing. So I know that many of you in the body of Redeeming Love are ready, as uh, Acts 2.25 says, you guys are ready and you guys are well positioned for this hour. Psalm 91, verses 1 and 2, right? We've been reading, hopefully you guys have been reading Psalm 91 this week if you've been a little bit afraid. Psalm 91 is a psalm of protection during times of trouble. But Psalm 91 starts out with two verses, and these are the verses. It says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in Him I will trust. And so here we read this conditional promise that we will be safe in God because we have found our secret resting place in Him. And so as we have been, church, as you have been in the secret place, this is what the last half of last year was all about. It was about getting into that secret place with Jesus, and you've done it. And now you guys are prepared now more than ever to be in the shadow of the Most High, to not fear during this time, to be the voice of peace for others who need peace in this moment. So be encouraged and do that. Psalm 90, uh, verses 5 and 6 says, You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in the darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. We're not going to be afraid of any of it. It doesn't matter what comes to today, tomorrow, the next day. Because God is with us, and we will rest under His shadow. Under His shadow. 2 Timothy 1.7 says, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. It's important for us to remember that fear is a spirit. And if you sense fear beginning to come on you, rebuke it. Rebuke it because it's a spirit. And you have the authority over fear. You do not have to fear. We need to take caution. Absolutely. We need to use wisdom. Absolutely. We need to wash our hands. We need to not touch our face. We need to stay home do all these things, but we do not need to fear. There's nothing to fear. Yeah. And when you fear, rebuke the spirit of fear because it's a spirit, the word tells us. We do not have to be afraid. And so moving forward, what do we do? John 10, 27 says this. It says, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me, right? And so if we come back to the first, the first scripture that we shared this morning, the way forward, we've never been this way before. But being sheep of the chief shepherd, Jesus Christ, being sheep of his fold, we hear his voice. 
and we follow him. In the days of old, the Israelites, they followed the Ark of the Covenant. That was the symbol of God. Today, we follow the voice of Jesus. And so listen for his voice. Spend time in the secret place. Listen, now more than ever, don't, don't, hold, don't slack off. Don't, don't slip up. Don't not spend time with Jesus now. Now more than ever, make sure you're in your secret place with God. Make sure you're spending time in the Word. Make sure you're spending time with Him in prayer. Because it's from the secret place that God moves and He draws our heart. He speaks to us and we follow Him. He will speak to you and He will give you things to do. He will put things on your heart. And what's that going to look like? How do we follow Him? We follow Him by loving and by serving others. Matthew 25, I, I think I read this last week, but it's, it's worth reading again. For I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me a drink. I was a stranger and you took me in. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. And so this is what we're called to do. And so we find ourselves in a precarious place. We've never been this way before. We don't know what tomorrow will bring. Listen, right now there's plenty of food. The markets are full of food. Uh, if they're not full of food, it's because people are buying more than they would normally buy. The supply chain is still there. My daughter works at the grocery store. The tractor trailers show up with food every morning. And so there's still food. There's still food out there. There's still food coming. So there's no shortage. We're not experiencing any shortages. Shortages are only because people are buying too much, not because it's not there. And so uh, if someone's hungry, we're going to share our food. We've got some food. Many people that we know, you know, we don't live, we personally don't live you know, day to day. We don't go grocery shopping every day. We go grocery shopping once a week, twice a week, once a month, twice a month. We buy in bulk. We have, you know, some stuff. And hopefully many of you do, you know, share whatever it is that you have. If you have food, share food. If you have toilet paper, share toilet paper. I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and, we, and you took me in. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. Listen, I mentioned this in a, a little video clip that we put out. Uh, by the way, we're going to attempt to put video clips out uh, at 10 a.m. every day uh, in the coming weeks uh, just to keep you guys uh, up to date on some things that are going on and just words of encouragement. So check that out, uh, Redeeming Love on Facebook every day at 10 a.m. I shared this. You know, I had the opportunity. I wanted to try and touch base with as many people as I could this week, and I called many of you. And what I found was that many of you are reaching out. You're calling friends. You're calling neighbors. You're calling family. You guys are looking out for one another. You're shopping for one another. Uh, you guys are doing whatever it is that you can be doing. And so I'm just, I was so delighted to hear that. And I just want to encourage you guys to continue. Keep up the good work. Keep reaching out. You know, during this time, phone calls are better than texts. You know, we're all isolated. And so a text is just another, another printed word, but Give a phone call. Spend some time. Do, do some Facebook, uh, FaceTime calls. You know, seeing someone's face would, you know, sometimes really just means the world to people. Uh, spend time with your family. You know, we've never been this way before. Parents are home. Kids are home. We're all home. And I know it can get a little stir crazy, but do something fun. Play a, play a board game. You know, uh, have family dinner together. You know, do something that uh, will grow your family. You know? I think that coming out of this season that we're in, we're in this season where, we're, where all of our lives have been disrupted. Yeah. There's no one that's hearing my voice this morning that your life hasn't been disrupted. 
Even those of you who are still at work, you may be working extra crazy hours. You may be putting on masks where you haven't, or gloves, or you, everyone's life has been disrupted. And so when we, when we leave this, when this period of time that we find ourselves ends, and it will, when we leave this period of time, how do you want your life to be different? Wow. Begin to ask yourself that question now. What's really important? You know, the, the stock market went down incredibly. Is my stock really that important? Do I really want to spend another 10 years of my life working on that? I mean, I'm not saying we shouldn't have 401ks. We should all have our retirement. But how much time are we going to put forth on that? Is, the, is my job my most important thing? Is my house my most? Is my car? Is my fill-in-the-blank? Is the NBA, which just got canceled, is whatever it is, is what is that most important thing in your life? And should it be? And so we're going to find a new way forward coming out of this. And so I want to encourage you right now, put God at the center of the whole thing. Yeah. Allow him to lead you. Allow him to dictate what priorities should be priorities in your life. Yeah. So that when we come out of this, we're ready to run the race for God the way that he would have us to run. Amen? Yeah. Come on, let's pray. Father, we thank you in Jesus' name. God, I thank you for this word. God, I thank you for keeping us safe during this time of trouble and trial. God, I thank you for just encouraging us. God, we thank you for your word. We thank you that you are not shaken in the midst of any of this. And God, we thank you that, that you are for us and not against us. God, we give you honor and praise this morning. And God, we just thank you with everything that's in us. Hey, listen, if you're listening this morning and you've heard me talking about this relationship with Jesus, spending time in the secret place with Jesus, and you've never made a decision to follow Jesus, I want to pray and I want to invite you to pray with me to ask Jesus to come inside your heart, to forgive you of your sins, and that you would follow him as Lord and Savior today for the first time. And so it's a simple prayer. It goes like this. It's Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Come and live inside my heart and help me to live for you all of the days of my life. God, from this day forward, I choose to follow you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, listen, if you're watching online and you just made that decision, I want you to just quick write a little comment in the comment bar and say, I follow Jesus today. Or if you feel more comfortable, send us a, an email to info at redeeminglove.org. Is that the address? Info at redeeminglove.org. And uh, we would love to share that with you. The Bible tells us that when we make that decision to follow Christ, that we should tell somebody. You leaving a comment in the comment bar or you sending us that email lets us know that you followed Christ today. We want to celebrate with you and we want to help encourage you in your next steps in following God. Hey, listen, um, I gave out the websites before. Uh, I just want to encourage you to give one more time. You can go to our website, redeeminglovechurch.org. There's a give tab that you can give there. Uh, there is a link on the Facebook page that goes directly to our website, and then you can click on the Give tab. There's an app at Give Plus. You can find us on there, or you can mail your offering in to 42 Woodward Avenue, Troy, New York. Hey, listen, have a great week. Be blessed. Encourage someone uh, in peace. Encourage someone in the Lord, and just have a good week. I know we're at home. Reach out to some people. Be the hands and feet of Jesus in this hour. Uh, God has positioned us for such a time as this. And so don't shrink back. Don't be afraid. Go forth and do all that God is calling you to today. 
Amen.